0: Welcome to episode 103 of the Retro Cast. It is I, it is JD, joined by Joey and Colin. Colin, it is your theme pick today. What do we got?
1: Yes, it's mine. We've got rhythm games. Can you believe it? Over 100 episodes of this cast, and we haven't once done rhythm games.
0: Well, not the most popular genre of games, I must say.
1: Fair enough, I guess. Yeah, but... Never the first thing and that I guess comes I, to mind. Well, up to this point, there also haven't been that many rhythm games worth talking about. I mean, I mean, we played D.D.R. <laughs> like I said, not many worth Boom, talking. Jammer about Jammer Lammy. <laughs> Again, not many worth talking about. Wow. <laughs> Zing.
0: <laughs> I like
1: those two games. Anyway,
0: hard as shit. Some of them though.
1: Yeah that I I chalk that up to unresponsive controls.
0: Mm. Well, there's always there's uh, out of the two games we played, one was easy to jump into, easy to uh, play through, and then the other suffers from the one thing I'm really bad at, and that is uh, feel the beat. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do both. Can you do both, Joey? Joey, do you feel the beat?
2: No. Don't talk about your left hand. I do not hand. feel the beat. <laughs>
0: Uh, Colin you didn't join us with the fantasy hockey team This year
1: No I didn't I've got other things on my plate The Canadian like didn't join cr- the
0: hockey league Ugh
1: Hey I gotta buy Christmas decorations Which I actually did yesterday
0: I don't know what that has to do with Not wanting to pay attention to hockey With your buddies and your friends hmm? And being Canadian That's part of That's part of your life Your culture your geographical blood.
1: Yeah, well, I also don't like poutine, so make it that way, you will.
0: Excuse me, you're not Canadian. I, I'm. I, I'm very convinced. <laughs> There's no going back for you. There's no hope. Joey, do you know? I do what poutine like Tim
1: Hortons,
2: though. I do know what poutine is. All right.
0: Yeah, it's been forever. In fact, I might make poutine today. Just, just to spite Colin and his non-poutineous.
1: <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> It's no skin off my nose.
0: It will be, because you won't have the great poutine I'm going to make later. All right. Any 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 games or stuff we've been playing lately? Joey, why don't you go first, since Colin uh, is not a real Canadian.
1: <laughs> I'm more Canadian uh, than both of you. Yeah, I don't think so.
2: Uh, I don't know. JD's pretty Canadian. <laughs> yeah, after what, two years?
0: <laughs> Three, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, i just been playing a little bit of satisfactory I haven't really been gaming too much been busy so just enjoying update 5 and doing all the cosmetic stuff
0: what entails update 5
2: bunch of cosmetic stuff they have a whole new like walls, windows new foundations new way for things to snap to each other they did soft clearance and more of a complex clearance so you can like Passed up through empty space in some of the uh, buildings and whatnot. Uh, There's self-clearance on everything else. So you can put walls on top of walls to make things look good, like inside of each other and do some cool designs. Um, Different textures for everything. So there's now cement walls, there's steel walls, there's cement foundation, steel foundation. um, And one that uses plastic, I forget what it's called. They put signs in it, which I made my factory look like a good old, Overlord type factory where the worker is the good for the people, so it's just fun. So that's all I've been doing.
0: Okay, how about yourself, Colin?
1: I've only been playing a couple of games, <clears throat> I've been playing more of Neo The World Ends With You again.
0: Still going through that yet?
1: So and the story grabbing
0: with- you. Finally, or is it still really too slow?
1: things are finally starting to pick up. I mean, named characters are dropping like flies and our our main group has to contend with the fallout as well as strategizing to take down the one responsible. I don't think things have well and truly come to a boiling point yet, but it's still a lot more exciting now. So my interest is still peaked. I still wanna see what happens. And I'm, I'm still here and there picking away at Iconoclasts. I'm, a, I'm now a few hours past the point I was before having to delete the whole thing and my save files. And things are really starting to get interesting since the planet is falling apart. And we've now met Mother, the mysterious entity in charge of the one concern, who are basically the main villains of the game.
0: Yeah, she sounds like a bitch with a name like that.
1: And I also found out that the guy who made it, his name is uh, Joachim Sandberg, and the previous game he made with a graphical style similar to this before Iconoclasts was Noitu Love 2, which I bought on sale on Steam recently. So, turns out. It's like, did you just
2: I want me to be part of this?
0: <laughs> I had to move everyone to the private chat. It's <laughs> just a second. <laughs> uh, I realized I didn't do that.
1: <laughs> so right. did I cut out?
0: No, no, no. I got you. I got you. It's just <laughs> Joey. He just
2: moved me first, so I didn't get to hear some of that. So whatever, <laughs> JD. I understand. Behind the scenes.
1: So for what you didn't hear, Joachim Sandberg, Noite 2 Love 2, bought on Steam. Gonna play it sometime later. Cool.
0: <laughs> uh well, I have been uh Joey, you're a phasmophobia fan. Yep. I played uh the newest update. Do you remember how not great I was?
2: Yeah. Did you did you play nightmare?
0: Oh, you know how fun it is to kind of not know what you're doing on nightmare. You somehow uh, survive so because you're not doing much. <laughs> 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 so for those that don't know, Phasmophobia had a nightmare difficulty uh, update. It's hard as shit. Like everything's broken. And by that, I mean, like you can't see your sanity. Uh, half the like uh, one, one out of the three pieces of clues are purposely hidden. The ghosts are more aggressive and they hunt longer uh, with every person they kill.
2: Yeah, it extends instead of stops, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, I like that. it It provides more more fear and terror. And uh, one of the new maps in this update is it's essentially Camp Crystal Lake. There's even a, a little thing where you go to the pier and there's a hockey mask in the water floating up. Ah, the, did you see Slenderman?
2: Slenderman?
0: I did not see Slenderman.
2: He stands outside the the camp sometimes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's not creepy at all. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was quite funny just kind of being in, inside a small little group and everyone's just freaking out. And then I was watching more Let's Plays over Nightmare Mode because it's it's very entertaining to watch. But um, from the people that play it, everyone's kind of consensus is they took away too much. Uh, I don't it's... know.
2: Some, some, some people I've seen, they like it because you just have to know the characteristics of the ghosts. So you, you know that this ghost will go through walls when it's hunting or this ghost gets faster when there's uh, equipment on the ground so you have to kind of use the personalities of the ghost to try to figure it out and it makes it really hard
0: well the yes I agree uh it's the 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 bigger thing that everyone was in agreement was they wanted their sanity to be seen that was the thing that like kind of crossed the line of this is too hard now. <laughs>
2: It's understandable, and I know you can't really play Nightmare on, like, the school level because the ghost can roam, and right. then it can be damn near impossible to find where it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the camp, the, even the camp one was pretty difficult to try to find it because it's just this open area, and then you just kind of go in tents and a cabin or what have you. Uh, but yeah, Nightmare Mode was was very funny cuz I'm just watching everyone die one by one. Like, oh, I'm dead now. But I'm last. Haha, I survived the longest. <laughs> um, Metroid Dread, still chipping away at that. I basically had a a week where I didn't play it. Um, just over halfway. This game's phenomenal, guys. I I absolutely love it the introduction of this robot uh providing essentially defense in areas. And it's just trial and error for a few times until you figure out where you need to go uh, to escape the the robot area. I do, I do kind of wish there was more uniqueness with the bosses because the robots have their uniqueness. Each one gets a extra little robot attribute that you have to uh, use one of your newest met, uh, Samus upgrades, your suit upgrades to get by him so you finally get the the ball for example now you can hide in little crevices <laughs> in ball mode kind of deal but the cool. um the metroid bosses in metroid dread are they just feel so recycled from the like the super nintendo super metroid bosses and i believe this was an issue with i think it was one of the zelda games where one of the common critiques was, why are we still facing the same recycled bosses over and over again in these games? Why not come with, up with something new like they did in Breath of the Wild, right? There was, like, each of the big four bosses felt very unique from each other. And I gotta say, in this Metroid Dread, it, not only do they just recycle the Super Metroid bosses, uh, it just feels like the same, same thing over again. Uh, so if it wasn't for these robots, I I think I'd be more, I'd be more leaning towards this as average. It's just par for the course Metroid, but I think it adds enough where I'm willing to don't, I'm not, I'm not willing to dock so many points against just this recycled boss routine that Nintendo seems to be doing with a lot of their games lately. Are you guys getting familiar feelings through these or just haven't really noticed it?
1: I don't think I really noticed it. I mean, from uh, from Twilight Princess onward, I noticed that with Zelda games, at least, they, they have come up with some fairly unique bosses. I mean, some of them, yeah, felt recycled, but others felt pretty fresh, even in Skyward Sword.
0: Well, Skyward Sword had many other issues in <laughs> dealing with it. Uh, That's for sure. Yeah, but they still
1: had had some new boss fight concepts. Stuff that took advantage of the motion controls.
0: Yeah, I'm more thinking about uh, that big black uh, googly gobby monster with the feet. That's kind of in my head where, okay, yeah, you're unique, unique, but you're a terrible boss battle.
1: (laughs) I'm thinking more like Kalactos, one where you had to slice off all the... Mechanical tentacles and shit.
0: I don't think I remember that one. Not really uh too familiar on my skyward sword bosses. <laughs> I guess many people would be since the the remaster came out. Yeah. But yeah, I'm still chipping away at Metroid Dread, but that's really the only game I'm playing for. Uh p- play it through right now. The new Shimigami Tensai game comes out like next week. Not sure I'm gonna get it. Uh, on release because I want to I want to get through my other games and uh, I just spent a bunch of money on a new bed I'm very happy with my new bed
1: nice nice I'll be getting
0: that next week I'm tired of sleeping on the same bed I've had since
1: 2008
0: (laughs) wow oh yeah it's been to it's been to four different uh, countries two continents Mm. four different states with me it's been around and I can't wait to throw this thing in the trash (laughs) (laughs)
1: give it a dignified send off
0: no if i could (laughs) pee on it and light on fire i would (laughs) that's what i'd do with this bed i hate it i hate it so much i hate waking up and my left shoulder is like numb because i'm just sleeping on metal
1: (laughs) ah yeah yeah you mentioned getting a japanese futon to replace it
0: Yeah, I'm trying out the futon. It was uh, very affordable. It was more comfortable than a lot of the other beds I was trying out. And uh, that'll allow me to get enough space in my little one-bedroom apartment that I'm in. And kind of just have more space, basically. Uh, Maybe I can put up my weight set finally. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) yeah, I'm getting, I got a Japanese uh, kotatsu as well that's coming in. So I'll have a heated table because now it's thirty-five fucking degrees in Rhode Island. All of a sudden, it just happened like overnight, like weather does. <laughs> it's just oh, I wake up, it's fucking cold now. God damn it!
1: Yeah, up here in Canada, it's pretty cold too. Yeah, what's it although zero this week? It,
0: was it zero? It was zero for me.
1: Oh, there was minus three for me.
0: Yep. Okay, so it's fucking cold where you are too. Yeah, Toronto. Yep. Yeah, Joey, how's your weather?
2: Uh, I mean it's getting it's getting chilly and we were in uh we had the fifties, so uh you know it's you. getting I hate you. Getting a little <laughs> chilly. It was like sixty something last night. I mean I needed a sweatshirt, it was a little chilly.
0: You hear this guy calling? This guy doesn't even know. <laughs> he leaves he leaves Philadelphia because that city sucks and goes all the way to Houston, he's like, Oh, I'm gonna buy a house, you know, twenty years later, whatever. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, and I'll have a fire pit for these nice chilly nights that are in the 50s because, you know, <laughs> it's a little cold out.
0: Yeah, why don't you drink your bush light next to your fire pit, too?
2: Maybe I will. Maybe I'll get the corn one that they did. I don't know if they still make it or not, but I'll, I'll, I'll drink that. Yeah, they had a special edition bush for what corn season or something. I think some of the money went to Corn farmers or some shit that like that. That sounds
0: like the most Iowa thing I've ever heard. Bushlight. It didn't have corn. any corn in it. It
2: just it just had corn on the on the the can. It, it was still just Bushlight.
0: Bushlight corn. But
2: there's an apple one.
0: <sighs> oh my god. Why does Bushlight have corn on the can? Real time. Here we go. There's a way that Anhe- Anheuser Busch is trying to recognize farmers through their limited edition Bushlight corn cans. <laughs> <laughs> with, a don- with a portion of the sales donated to Farm Rescue. Okay, yep. At least it's for a good cause.
1: Yeah.
2: And there's an yeah, apple we- one too.
0: Is there actually like an apple taste? Because here, when you say I corn so. bush Light, I'm thinking like there's a corn taste. It's like what are we talking? Like chunky? Talking- <laughs> uh,
2: I think the <laughs> apple one does have some <laughs> apple taste in it not 100% on that, though. Alright,
0: apple cans. Alright, bush light apple can. Yep, that is a bush light with apples on it.
2: Yep. A YouTuber I watch. his whole shtick is drinking bush. And he's tried this one in the corner. you corn one. to
0: repeat that? Because I swear I didn't hear that.
2: His stick. He drinks bush. And every time he opens, he goes, bush. Ah. It's all about him being a Midwesterner. And you hang out with this so. guy? No, I I watched them on YouTube. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> and I only know of the corn can because he, he did it, and then he actually boiled the can and then drank, and he's like, oh, that's still cold, even though it obviously wasn't. So, yeah, that's how I get my bush knowledge.
0: The crisp apple-flavored lager. Entice all beer lovers' palates to drink more bush light apple. Sounds horrible. Oh, my God, an empty limited edition can on eBay is selling. All right, what are you selling for, buddy? (laughs) Eh. Uh, $3.50 with $4 shipping.
2: Oh, always get you with that shipping.
0: Always get you with that shipping. There's even a Bushlight (laughs) Atlantic Sailfish beer. Wow, there's a lot of these limited edition little cans, Bushlight. I had no idea. Me either. I only knew
2: about the corn one.
0: It's for the best. Yeah, there's... uh... There's four of them in total I'm looking at here. There's Atlantic, Corn, Apple, and hmm, Latte? That doesn't sound right.
1: (laughs) There are coffee-flavored beers
0: dog brew bush okay there's a hole i've i've gone down a rabbit hole that i don't want to be anymore
1: (laughs) i do like a A red leaf retrocast where we talk about beer cans (laughs) all day every day
0: yeah specifically bush light ugh Ugh. don't want to
1: the apple one
2: all i can think of is probably taste metallic apple
0: Metallic apple. Well, I mean, yeah, it's out of Bush.
2: Because every time I drink Bush, all I can taste is like a metallic taste.
0: Yeah, the the aluminum, aluminum.
2: <laughs> so throw apples yeah. in there, and it sounds like a recipe for gross.
0: Metal apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Well, I I was uh, bowling Friday night, and I bowled a two seventy eight and lost to a two eighty seven. We had a battle. Came ah. down. Yeah, it was it was like, oh my god, I almost lost with basically a perfect game. Fuck me. <laughs> there's the bowling update yeah not doing well in singles though singles i'm i'm like 65th place no bueno (sighs)
1: that sucks
0: yeah far we into this podcast now yeah 20 minutes i think it's time to play the drop we can start talking about video games here we go dropping played okay
1: Kick.
2: all
0: right i had a parapa the rapper drop just ready for this podcast very happy very proud of myself with that one good uh, memories good memories of Parappa the rapper remember remember those no memories, memories that on we... my end
2: <laughs> Kick and punch.
0: <laughs> that's right. You got it. It's all in the mind. And then you'd fail on level two because <laughs> that's how the game works.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. So this was your theme, Colin. Why did you pick it? What is it? Just to remind the audience and then go into your first game.
1: Seems like a fun topic to do. I mean, up to now, there aren't a whole lot of games to, that were worth talking about within this genre or at the very least, if we did choose any, we wouldn't be able to talk about them for very long. But as of today, one particular game suddenly made the cutoff, And I really love that one. So I, I thought this would be a good excuse to talk about that one. And I was also curious about another one. So put them together. You got you got a podcast. And so let us start off with Space Channel 5 for the Dreamcast and later the PS2. Developed by United Game Artists and published by Sega. Released on the Dreamcast on December 16th, 1999 and later ported to the PS2 in Europe in 2002 and in Japan and North America in 2003. The I, played, port-
0: I played the Dreamcast version.
1: Of course you did
2: course i did i tried to play the dreamcast version
0: (laughs) did your dreamcast not work
2: joey uh the emulation i don't think was working too well with an xbox controller so i had issues with the rhythm part of the rhythm game
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so would you play it on the uh, like a ps2 emulator then
2: nope i just stuck with the dreamcast and didn't get it to work
0: You didn't, so did you anticipate the lag? Is that what you were doing?
2: Oh, it was not only lag, just sometimes inputs wouldn't even register. So it was either it would lag or
1: it wouldn't even do anything. So that was fun. Yeah, I played the PS2 version on PS2.
0: Oh, scrub, scrub stuff. kind of retro gamer do you think you are? I got an excuse to bust out my Dreamcast again. Sounds very nice. I had a friend over and we were playing through Twinkle Star Sprites on the Dreamcast. And it was still pretty much hooked up since then. And got to play some Space Channel 5. I, spoiler, I quite like this game. It's a lot of fun. Naturally. I'm bad, I'm bad at it because it's a rhythm game. I'm always bad at these kinds of rhythm games, for sure.
1: <laughs> well, I I kind of like rhythm games myself because I, <laughs> I was made to take piano lessons as a kid and then did music class all throughout high school, so...
0: You were made to I have a bit forced of strapped down to that piano chair, hands whacked with rulers <laughs> whenever you missed a note. Your childhood sounds <laughs> horrible, Colin. I don't I don't envy this.
1: You're just jealous that you don't have a rhythm sense like me.
0: Uh that is correct. I have no rhythm sense. I'm very well aware <laughs> of this. <laughs> don't do not deny.
1: <laughs> so the plot is as follows. You play as Oolala, gee, I wonder what that could mean, <laughs> mm. who is a reporter for Space Channel 5 in the year 2499 A.D., which is a sci-fi future as imagined by people from the 1970s. Cool. I, I, I mean, like seriously, <laughs> seriously Oolala even wears platform heels and a mini hoop skirt. <laughs> And she's been sent to fight off an alien invasion by dancing and shooting while at the same time reporting on it also rival reporters will pop in from time to time and you have to outdance them
0: yes can as you tell you do. this
1: was made can you tell this was made in Japan
0: I can also tell it was made in the late 90s <laughs> yeah. it's it's a uh, it's a lot of teal colors
1: <laughs> indeed but still has a very 70s vibe to it.
0: Yeah, I like kinda that aspect about the game.
1: Kind of gave me a bit of Austin Powers flashbacks at the same time.
0: Yes, yeah, that, so that, that whole yeah, that whole opening sequence. Da-na-na, da-na-na. And he's, yeah. giving, he's like it, doing finger guns everywhere, shooting the hips. And that's what she's doing, <laughs> except with an actual yeah. gun. <laughs>
2: did you, did did her neck movement make anybody else uncomfortable? It just looked so weird. Yeah, I had yeah, a lot of nightmares. Lot of
0: nightmares. I didn't really notice. Be like The Exorcist. Get out of here!
1: What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, the, the gameplay is pretty simple. It's it's very similar to Parappa the Rapper, but more responsive. Because you're, for those who don't know, you're given directions and buttons in a sequence, and you have to copy that sequence to the beat of the music, a la Simon Says. In some cases, you'll be aiming to shoot aliens, and in others, you're aiming to free civilians from the aliens' dance hypnosis. For most of the game it's fairly easy but once you get to the final level it really ramps up the difficulty. I wasn't even able to finish it. No, so I, I wasn't I've either
0: because won- I'm like I said I'm bad at these kinds of rhythm games <laughs> where you have to yeah, feel I, the beat along with the music and click the necessary buttons at the right time. Like I get to I think it's the third second or third boss uh that's on the roof of a building or something and I'm just it's it's toast. I have no clue. When to do I mean, anything? I'm like watching Let's Plays to see like when they're hitting the buttons, but since there's no prompts on the screen, I just have no yeah. idea.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I love the story behind this game.
1: Yeah, it's very, very quirky. Very.
0: Well, by story, I mean the the dev- the actual development of the game. Are you guys yeah, familiar well, with the with the story that uh, came with it?
1: Not particularly. No.
0: Okay, so the guy, uh, the guy who developed this, Tetsuya uh, Mizuguchi. Okay, he, I believe, he was part of uh, uh, Sega GT Racing, or affiliated with racing games in some some capacity for Sega. And after the release of Space Channel 5, he revealed in various interviews, uh, ones in like a Sega magazine and whatnot where Sega approached him to make a game aimed at the female demographic, okay?
1: Uh-huh. And
0: he, he just goes, well, okay, I have no knowledge of such demographic. <laughs> 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 so he goes he goes to, like, a mall in Japan or something, and he just, like, finds women and interviews them of, like, what their tastes in gaming are. And uh, he discovers that males actually trend towards... Uh, games that have like rankings and high scores or something, arcade games basically. And women yeah. like puzzle games. So he tried, he's like, oh, well, if I want this game to sell, I have to try to appeal to men. So hence the whole scoring system in this game. But then I have to try to make like a small puzzle out of it with the rhythm experience, hence the women part. So that kind of brought about the style and uh point system and the way this game kind of functions uh to light it's kind of funny how you know, in <laughs> this interview just goes i don't know anything about women <laughs> i gotta i gotta go to a <laughs> mall and interview some people here
1: <laughs> so basically just like every other man out there
0: yeah oh! <laughs> oh well i mean yes that is true um but yeah he uh and the interviews go on about how his inspiration was music from like the 60s and discos and, and it's just his personal life. And then he just tried to <laughs> kind of he's like, I don't know how to make this game. I got to I got to try to do my best. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a funny interview how he just uh, admits to he's just like, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> and it turned out to be a pretty fun game.
1: Yeah, it's pretty short, too. It's like as maybe less. It's like maybe an hour long, depending on how well you do.
0: Yeah, you could go through the game an hour, hour and a half. Yeah.
1: But yeah. you'd probably have to do a whole bunch of do overs for a bunch of the stages.
0: Oh, over and over again. There's no question. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Of course, that's pretty much the same for all rhythm games as well.
0: Yeah. When I first started collecting for my Dreamcast, I was surprised that Space Channel Five was as cheap as, as cheap as it was. It only goes for about ten bucks, depending where you find it, what region, and uh, that's on all consoles. Uh, Yeah, I I think I got mine for like ten bucks. It's pretty surprising, considering its popularity, uh, because usually those kind of go up in price, especially on a console like the Dreamcast. It's very it's very niche of a niche. Uh, I do have music queued, so I can play this in the background as Joey talks about the game.
2: Well, even for a rhythm game, I thought it was super repetitive. At least could have changed things instead of just always being direction and shoot. Mm-hmm. Maybe add different things, like Paul Rappin' rapid does. It's the same inputs, but at least it's different for each level. So I found that kind of annoying. But, a little too rinse yeah, and repeat. Yeah, they could have just changed it up a little. Just, just so it's not the same things. Up, down, up, up, down, up, down, shoot. Okay, cool. On to the next one, which is the same thing. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know, I couldn't get to work. So I watched people play it, and it seems like it is Simon Says plus rhythm game, plus you have to be perfect, or the game yells at you for being off. Yeah. So... I don't That's really correct. like it too much. I don't really like those games what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> we got to get our viewers yeah. up. You suck. How can you not yeah. dance when there's yeah. aliens trying yeah. to shoot you? That's funny.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, no. Yeah, our I, viewers are,
2: are leaving the channel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as far as repetition goes, I noticed there wasn't a whole lot of variety to the music either. That was kind Another of their way down. It. Although I noticed in the final level, there's uh, <laughs> there's a character you have to rescue called Space Jackson, and they actually got Michael Jackson to voice him. Yep, that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, they got um. Let's see, where does it say? I remember reading that too.
1: Uh. It's in the credits.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, the all all the all the characters and dance routines in the game. Here's the other thing that about rhythm games that they clearly put a lot of work and thought into, but when you're playing it, you can never quite look at the the fun action that's going on. Yeah, because you're too busy worried about finding the beat.
1: Yeah, I noticed that too. It's a bit of an issue in the next game we're going to talk about as well. But we'll get to that. But I pass this one.
0: Uh, I'll pass it. I, I have fun with Space Channel 5, even though I'm bad at it. I like Ulala no. as a character, even though uh, the woman she's based off of not really uh, sued Sega. <laughs> and the developers are <laughs> like, I have no idea who this woman is. And they won. <laughs> they won the lawsuit. <laughs>
2: That's funny. Yeah. I'm going to fail it.
0: Oh, okay. Why, Joey?
2: Because it's a little too repetitive. I would have wished they would have changed the commands just a little bit in between things. So I'm going to fail for that reason alone.
0: All right. Fair enough. Two passes and a fail. Okay. <laughs> All right, Colin.
1: Next. Oh, boy. Rubbing my hands together.
0: Yeah, I bet you are. Above the desk, the please. Next one.
1: I'm all warmed up and ready to talk The game is Elite Beat Agents for Nintendo DS Developed by Innis That's lowercase i uppercase n lowercase i uppercase s And published by Nintendo Released on the Nintendo DS in North America on November 6, 2006 Just barely making the 15 year cutoff as of today And released in Australia on May 3rd, 2007, and the EU on July 13th, 2007, and Korea on October 11th, 2007. Uh, The game has a very quirky premise. Secret government agents go around the world helping people solve their various problems and dilemmas by singing and dancing. In each scenario you see a short cutscene that explains the respective characters' dilemmas that all end with the characters shouting Help at which point he gets picked up by the agent's commander on a view screen and he sends the agents out to help. Sometimes it's mundane stuff like helping a babysitter control some rowdy kids while her crush is over. And other times it's outright insane stuff like helping a fallen from grace Major League Baseball player save an amusement park from a giant volcano monster. As one does. Yes, yes. really. <laughs> I'm sure you got a kick out of that, JD.
0: Yes, the uh, the power of dance can solve all, obviously.
1: Indeed. Naturally, it culminates in fighting off a global alien invasion.
0: Of course, uh, yes, as one does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And the way it plays is numbered circles appear on the bottom screen with outer circles that shrink in on them and you have to tap the numbered ones with the stylus as the shrinking circles make contact with them. While sometimes needing to trace a line on the screen by pressing on a rolling ball along a set path. And on occasion you have to spin a wheel by rapidly drawing circles on the touch screen until bonus points start appearing takes a bit of practice, but the game is pretty forgiving on the lower difficulties, which you have to play in order to unlock the higher difficulties. And There's also a groove meter at the top of the touch screen that represents how well you're doing and determines if the characters being helped will succeed or fail in various stages of dealing with their problems. If you hit every circle correctly and your meter goes up... Your meter will go up if you hit every circle correctly, but if you miss circles or hit them off beat, your meter will go down. If you're in the yes part of the meter when a mid-song cutscene plays, the characters will have something good happen. But if you're in the no, something bad happens. And if the meter goes all the way down, you fail the song entirely and the characters will completely fail at what you're doing. Basically game over. Pretty standard rhythm game fair. Of course, one sticking point is that the stylus tends to block your view of the touchscreen, or at least other parts of it. Right. But the, g- the game connects the circles with a dotted line leading to the next one, so you can predict whether they appear next. And you may even memorize their placement after a while, like me. Now, get ready, guys. I'm about to geek out hard again. <laughs> this is where you say gross.
0: Yeah, I'm not falling for that low-hanging fruit, buddy. Can't make me, can't fool me
1: twice. Ah, you're killing me, GD. <laughs> but anyway. Hold on, I got I... a bad
0: kitty behind my Get out of there, K What are you doing?
1: Oh, oh no. No. <laughs> you. no. No, 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 yeah. no. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> His pussy's going crazy again. Oh, bad kitty. Is that what you're geeking out no. over? <laughs>
0: All right, what'd I miss?
1: And. <laughs> I was just commenting on how your pussy's going crazy again. Well,
0: it does happen from time to time when I don't, uh, when I tend to neglect him sometimes, you know.
1: <laughs> naturally. Yes, naturally. Anyway, as I was saying, I love this game. I can say with absolute confidence that it's my favorite rhythm game of all time. Hell, I'll even go as far to say it's in my top 10 favorite games of all time.
0: Whoa, that's way up there.
1: Number eight, specifically.
0: Number eight specifically. Okay.
1: Yeah. Number seven is Zelda Wind Waker. Number six is Mario Sunshine. Number five, Doom Twenty Sixteen. Number four, Kingdom Hearts. Number three. Ooh. You know all those.
0: <laughs> the rest of the Kingdom Hearts games.
1: <laughs> eh. One or two are tied. Mm. But anyway. I've played this game. I've played Elite Beat Agents so many times I've lost count. I still have the same copy from my high school and university game days. The first time I saw it was on GameTrailers.com, back when that was a thing, and it sold me. And there are all kinds of reasons why I love this game. The gameplay is rock solid and matches perfectly with the beat of the music. Suck parappa. <laughs> the The art and visual style just pop off the screen. The various stories are quirky, yet presented in a very engaging way. The songs are fun to perform, for the most part, at least the way the game does it. And overall, it's just a feel-good experience all around. On par with a Studio Ghibli film, I'd go as far to say. If you're ever sad or depressed, Elite Beat Agents is the pick-me-up you need. I should point out that the songs are all licensed music from Western artists. There are no tracks created specifically for the game, at least within the stages themselves. They also don't keep to one time period. Some examples are Rock This Town by The Stray Cats, and others include Without a Fight by Hoobastank. And I cannot say enough good things about the aesthetic of the game. Backstories to each stage are, are told in comic book style panels that appear one at a time with sound and motion effects. It's a lot like Phantasy Star 4, but even better. It's very pleasing to look at, and the character designs and facial expressions are top-notch. I'm not ashamed to say that the women in this game are some of the hottest fictional women I've seen in anything. coming from an anime fan. That's saying something.
0: Yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) Getting a little raunchy there.
1: Like you're one to talk, Mr. Air's a Scarlet Bikini Mug. What
0: are you talking about? Can't prove this.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'll find a way.
0: I'm drinking out of a uh, Cedar Point Rougarou Mug right now. Thank you. (laughs) Sure you are. Do I gotta take a picture and prove it? I'll take a picture and prove it. I'll send it to you right now. Go ahead. Yeah, I will.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because I played the shit out of this game in the past, I actually posed a challenge to myself to intentionally fail each section of all the levels without completely losing the level so I could see the funny cutscenes that result. It's harder than you think. Hence, I saved every replay. Now... Now, what did everyone else think of this game before I go on to other aspects? Because I've talked quite a bit.
0: Well, first got to look at my Cedar Point Rougarou glass I just sent in chat.
1: No. I Yeah, very nice. You ever is been, been to Cedar Point, Joey?
2: Right now? No. I wish I could go. <laughs> but I do know what it is.
1: Where do yeah. I wish I could go?
2: Uh, I thought it was interesting with the, the stylus, how it wasn't just one spot. It was all over the screen and the different movements of it. I liked the music they chose. I thought it was nice. I liked the comic book stories in between. I thought that was interesting and a way to keep the game shorter without long cutscenes. scenes. Um, I don't know. The game looked fun. Uh, I'm going to have to find my DS. and Maybe I'll find this at a retro game store and play it.
1: Hell yeah, JD.
2: Uh,
0: I really enjoyed this game. It was Hooray. yeah, it was uh, it, it was very simple, easy to get into. Um, for someone who has no uh rhythmic ability at all, uh, seeing prompts on the screen is a big, is it? So this is weird. I really like rhythm games. It's kind of it's kind of, it's in the same category as fighting games for me, where I oh, really yeah. like it, but I'm really bad at them and w- yeah. what i found out was uh <laughs> playing the hatsune uh, miku series when there's prompts on the screen i can it guides me to the beat and therefore yeah. I, I yeah with the with the circles that enclose in on something it 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 tells me when to hit something and i didn't play any harder difficulties on the harder difficulties do those prompts disappear or is it just more of them
1: no, there's just more of them, okay. and and you go a little faster with it.
0: Because I have played a few rhythm games where the prompts disappear. I mean, there's, uh, Danganronpa has a rhythm game where, uh, when you get close to the end of the game, the the prompts disappear and you have to feel the beat, uh, to go with them. And that was extremely hard for me because again, no rhythm, <laughs> no rhythm ability at all in my body. Uh, where Elite Beat Agents is is great is you can definitely feel the beat because you're interacting with something physically, aka the stylus, on the DS, which is really cool. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it, it's a very interactable game, which when you think of the Nintendo DS when it came out, where it's the dual screen, the stylus, the whole thing, games like this is why... Why games like this are made and exist is because it matches the console. Something the Wii U was desperately missing What were games that incorporated what the what the system was, what makes that unique. And that's what gets people into it.
1: Yeah. Now, yeah, I mean, if,
0: again, if they had say, made a
1: game go on. along these lines for the Wii U, I would have instantly bought one.
0: Yeah, well, yeah I mean, when they made uh, Wind Waker uh, HD, <clears throat> and they use the the whole map and inventory system on the Wii U pad. I really enjoyed that because so you didn't have to go to a menu all the time and uh, with a game like Wind Waker that see sa- it, it not only saves you a lot of time, you're you're interacting more with the game itself because it's something in your hands. Elite Elite Beat Agents very much felt that same way. Now I I yeah. same critique I have with a lot of rhythm games is they take so much time and effort and clear love into all of the animations and story and wackiness going on on the screen. But you're you, the player are so involved with the beats that you're not looking at any of that happening where, yeah, yeah, where elite beat agents tries to find a middle ground of that is it's a lot, a lot more still frames with an action feel to it. So, Even though you're looking away, it looks like something's happening on the screen when really it's just a a still frame uh, that's telling the story for you. So you can actually guide, look look for a second, see the frame, and then look back at your game. I did notice myself doing a lot of that and uh, seeing that with the game. So I do appreciate that aspect to it. Unlike Space Channel 5 where there's constantly motion going on and you just don't really know. You're not looking at that. You're looking at... uh, the beat that's or you're listening for the beat instead of vis, uh, viewing what's happening. Uh, Parappa of the rapper is very much the same way, oh, but there's a prompt at the top, but very difficult to figure out when you're supposed to hit hit things at the right time. At least in my case, uh, this again is someone that has no ability to gauge these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I originally played this on an emulator I have. And I liked it so much, I bought it for the $12 it goes for.
1: Hooray. Yeah.
0: I thought that was a very uh, nice price, and I can't wait to uh, actually play it on the
1: DS. <laughs> yeah, it's much better that way.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's What's fun is you can actually get a nice little emulator on your, like, I, I was using a tablet. So, half the tablet was the bottom half of the DS. So, I was actually using yeah, my yeah. finger for a lot of the things. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm curious to how the how different the stylus is going to feel. I I imagine it's not going to be that much different, but it'll definitely be a better experience, especially with things like the wheel and and things like that. That was that was a little aggravating with the finger.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a common complaint.
0: Yeah, but I do. I do. I do believe I got a great enough experience that, again, I did buy the game uh, right after this, as I do. If uh, I don't already own it, if I like the game, I will obviously added to my collection, Uh, Siphon Filter. The whole series fell into that that (laughs) category, which uh, I'm halfway through Siphon Filter 3. I didn't mention that at the top, but I'm halfway through that. We did play it on the podcast, but it's been so long, I I just started over from the beginning. Uh, Ah, yeah, yeah. So once I beat 3, I'm really contemplating, do I go Omega Strain or do I go to the two PSP games? I'm really leaning to the PSP games because I've never played those. Yeah, when you can buy like a whole series for I think a total grand total price of ten dollars, I'm I'm doing it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, back to Elite Beat Agents. What did everyone think of the Christmas stage?
0: It's very seasonal and festive. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I have music in the back. I can uh get that, get that up because there was the the music in this game was very. Did I hear Avril Levine on a stage? I swear I did. Yep, yes, Skater you Boy. Did. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's the stage where the k- taxi cab driver is driving a pregnant woman to the hospital. Yeah, why is that the one that the stood the out to me?
0: <laughs> yeah, let's Who see. Uh, oh, here's a here's a list. Uh, we got some 41. We got Avril Lavigne. Um, let's see, Straight Cats, yeah, Jim- Deep Purple,
2: Jamiriquay,
0: no, Jamiriquay. I don't see that one. Canned Heat. Destiny's Child. The Jacksons yeah. ABC. I didn't like that one. Uh yeah. Good Charlotte was on this. that's right. That one was on here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's also uh Madonna, I think. And
0: there was two Madonna songs, wasn't there?
1: I only remember one. It was Material Girl.
0: I thought I remember hearing two. Yeah, that's crazy. That was that was one thing about the game I was very surprised. I was not expecting. I was expecting, let's say, J-pop artist over Madonna <laughs> to be in this game. <laughs> Did you feel well, the same way, Joey? Uh,
2: well, there's... I don't, know.
1: <laughs> don't well, know. Let me let me tell you. There's actually a reason for that. This uh, there's actually a lot to talk about with the game's development alone. It because Elite Beat Agents is basically a westernized version of the game Os Tatakai Ondan from Japan, which was developed by the same company. And at the time of the release, I can't remember if this is accurate, but I don't think it was particularly popular with Japanese audiences, but it was being imported like crazy to the West because it didn't have an official release over there. And plus, the DS is region free, unlike a lot of Sony consoles. So Region that free is nothing
0: new, Colin. Don't don't uh, don't do that little jab at Sony. Sony's never done <laughs> anything wrong to you. How dare you!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just wish they'd come out so. with a PS5 or something. That'd be really great if they would do that. I think that'd be really successful yeah. and a lot of people would be cool and happy. Yeah,
1: and they'd yeah. buy more games for it. <laughs> I
0: think so, yeah. I, I, that's a great idea. I like this idea.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the all the imports of Oendon prompted the creation of Elite Beat agents, and later on they created Oendan too. And for context, the word Oendan refers to male cheerleading squads in Japan, and in the game you play as said cheerleaders the same way you do as the agents. Evidently there's no social stigma for them in Japan like there is here. Although, when you unlock the highest difficulty in Elite Beat Agents, called Hard Rock, you do play as cowgirl cheerleaders, <laughs> complete with pom-poms, so there's not completely left out. And in the O'Endan game, instead of shouting help, the characters will shout, O'Endan! <laughs> there's a whole video about it on the Did You Know Gaming channel on YouTube. Uh-huh. You should definitely check it out if you're a fan of this game. There's a lot of cool information in there.
0: Well, I got the the christmas stage playing in the background as you talk colin just for you
1: thank you <laughs> yeah i've i haven't personally played much of the original one Down game but i picked up both it and its sequel when i went to japan back in 2019 so i have every intention of playing it now what i was talking about before with the christmas stage it's uh it's uh, at a level where the agents help a grieving widow and her daughter deal with the death of the husband-slash-father, set to the song You're the Inspiration by Chicago. <laughs> and I really like the stage. I mean, yeah, in a lot of respects, it's schmaltzy as hell, but I think that goes with the game's tone. I mean, it's also a major tonal shift from the rest of the game, but Right, the where game it's all, makes it It's work. all
0: wacky and, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, but now all of a sudden you're dealing with a grieving family. <laughs> and not going to lie, I actually teared up a few manly tears playing this one again.
0: I didn't. I have emotions you made suck. of stone. Full man over here. Dead parents? Ha! I see that in anime all the time. I feel nothing. I
2: hate, <laughs> I hate you so much. It's a staple in anime. <laughs> you, actually yeah. have, you actually have two parents? Why the hell am I watching this? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't forget disney films yeah
2: disney's the same way what no one of them needs to be gone dead or just missing who gives a fuck just one <laughs> yeah
0: it would be funny watching a parody of an of some anime or whatnot where i'm sure it exists but someone walks in oh my god you have a mom and a dad i'm sorry bang all right good one of them had to go now we can move on with the story <laughs> now you have character developments <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, one detail I really liked about the, the Christmas stage is that in the rest of the stages, the agent's commander, Commander Khan, after seeing the problems on the headquarters' big view screen, he'll always shout, Agents are go! But in the Christmas stage, he doesn't do that. You just see the usual shot of him looking at the view screen and then moves on to playing the stage. You can tell a lot of love went into making this game. Sure, yeah. Because small details like that are actually paid attention to. And I kind of hope if they're ever able to make a sequel to Elite Beat Agents specifically, they do a similar stage set to Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. The only reason I thought of that is because I just recently rewatched Armageddon. Fun movie, by the way.
0: Very sad movie. Death by Geology. It's tough stuff. (laughs)
1: In space, no less.
0: Well, a lot of geology out there in space.
1: (laughs) Indeed. Of course, by the same token, there was one stage I didn't particularly like, and that was the oil baron stage set to Let's Dance by David Bowie. The premise is that a billionaire oil baron's corporate empire comes crashing down after his oil fields dry up, causing him to lose all of his riches and his trophy wife in the process. Ah,
0: been there, let me tell you. God, 2000, yeah. 2010 was rough
1: <laughs> Yeah, and the agents <laughs> fly in to help this guy regain his lost wealth By digging up treasure and lost ancient cities And later on, more oil And, of course, his trophy wife comes running back the minute he's rich again
0: Yeah, it didn't happen for me She already moved yeah. on to the other high uh, Anyways, go on, Colin
1: Yeah <laughs> The reason I didn't like the stage is it had an inconsistent rhythm that didn't really mesh well with the gameplay and it really threw me off the first time I played it on all the difficulties. Maybe it's just because I hadn't heard the actual song beforehand but I don't consider that an excuse since I hadn't heard most of the other songs either and I managed just fine with them.
0: You I had similar problems.
1: Not much of him. The only reason I knew his name was because of watching Zoolander. Ah.
0: You definitely strike Nine. me as a Hoobastank guy. I bet you knew that song.
1: Not really. Ah, oh, damn but it. I knew I knew, I knew <laughs> I really 41, wanted to make though. a
0: Hoobastank joke, but forget it.
1: <laughs> I did hear Sum 41, though.
0: I mean, we all know Sum 41. We were all teenagers when they came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I had some similar... As for the David Bowie stage, I had similar problems with I Was Born to Love You which is where the the agents go back in time to 15th century Italy to help Leonardo da Vinci win over the Mona Lisa, or just Mona Lisa, so he can paint the Mona Lisa. Now, there are are some levels that can be unlocked by reaching certain cumulative high scores. There's one Animaniacs-style level where you've got a cat running around a construction site saving a baby from all kinds of hazards. Just set to ABC by the Jackson five, which JD mentioned earlier. And another is a zombie outbreak with a Duke Nukem style main character who fights the infected by tossing peanuts into their mouths. I
0: (laughs) watched a YouTube video on that stage and that was fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) I loved it. That is my kind of thing.
1: Yeah. It was set to survivor by destiny's child.
0: Yes. Very good. Very good stuff. That was a big (laughs) thumbs up.
1: And fun fact, there's one movie director state, there's one stage where this movie director is trying to make his next film a hit, otherwise he's fired. And that was that was set to uh, Makes No Difference by Sum 41, but it was originally supposed to be set to Live in La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin.
0: I'm kind of glad they went with the Sum 41 song on that one.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just because I experienced that first, but I'm kind of curious to see how Live in La Vida Loca would look. But mm. all the same. I like how, I like what we got. Now, this game does have a competitive multiplayer mode. Does it? You can oh. play with... Yeah, you can play with up to four players using the wireless connectivity of the system. You see. only need one copy of the game to do it. I see. Yeah. And you don't play in any of the single-player stages, but there's completely new stages, such as two girls competing to be idol singers on a stage or two basketball teams competing for victory.
0: You have my attention. I had no idea.
1: Yeah, I I just tried it out recently. You can actually do like a, you can play against a computer, and it, it just, it'll take one of the songs from the main campaign, and you can compete against the computer, and whoever gets the most points wins.
0: Oh, that's really cool. I like that idea.
1: Yeah, maybe next time I come over to Rhode Island, we should we should do that ourselves.
0: Maybe, maybe indeed, Joey. Yeah, what's up? Is Don? what's up, guy?
2: What's up with what? Just thoughts. Thoughts. I like this game. I'm probably gonna buy it whenever I find my DS.
0: <laughs> you gotta find the DS first.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I know where it is, but I have to check but mm-hmm. I, don't know, I really liked it. I also really liked the jazz music in the tutorial in the background when he was going
1: over how to do things. Yeah. Nice, yeah that's the, nice. Nice. That's funky. the, that's the first game that that's the first thing the game does when you boot it up <laughs> brand new anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. But yeah, this game has a lot of fun. That's a good story. Uh, the rhythm part seems interesting cause it's not the same thing over and over again. It's, different directions, different places. So there's more to it than just pressing buttons. So I like this yeah guy.
0: Yeah. It, uh, review wise, it basically got universal praise across the board. There yeah. was only a, a couple magazines that gave it uh low scores uh, when it did come out. Um, look, uh, let's, let's just get into our tiers. I pass it too. Let's get into the tears. Uh, I get, give... wait, wait,
1: what was everyone's favorite song from EBA? Uh... I'm just curious
0: rock this town i guess i like that stage
1: yeah i like that one too yeah for me canned heat by jamiroquay was good i like skater I, boy because it just felt so random
2: yeah the whole taxi
0: in the hospital everything
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i was like I, oh is it gonna be a love story nope taxi okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That did that yeah did. that did crack me up
1: you're right yeah As for Canned Heat, I don't think it was a coincidence that this came out two years after Napoleon Dynamite, and they featured this song.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, The game, you can kind of beat it in four hours. Uh, I got like five hours out of this game.
1: I think I got almost 100 hours out of it, cumulative, over the course of my life.
0: I mean, for 12 bucks, I think it's absolutely worth the price, for sure.
1: Of course, being Japanese, there's a beach episode in here.
0: Damn right there is. Has to be.
1: And even in Owendon, there's actually a hot spring episode <laughs> with the female cheerleaders. I thought that was funny. <laughs> but yeah, tears. Uh,
0: I'll go first. Um, for Space Channel 5, uh, the era came out and kind of the cult hit to it all. Uh, if it had prompts, and I, you know what? Now, when Joey was reviewing the game and going over, he wished there was more variety. I think that's what's m- missing from it to really take it to the next level. I'm a little more forgiving because it came out in 99 or 2000. Uh, I'm going to uh-huh. give it a nice little B score. And then for Elite B Agents uh, I'm just going to give a straight A. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, nice. There's There's definitely elements I think they could do better. Maybe a uh, different kind of music on, used for different stages. I think I uh, kind of missed in some aspects of that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a, a and a B.
2: Cool. You say you you, you give credit leeway because it was in late nineties. Pot Rapid came out in mid nineties and had more variety. So I'm gonna give C to Space Channel Five. Ooh, okay, all right. And I'm gonna give Elite an A.
1: Awesome. And for me, I give Space Channel Five a B. It would be an A if the controls weren't so finicky. Mm-hmm, yep. Like I said, not as finicky as Parappa, but still enough to be annoying. Right, yeah. Yeah. And for Elite Beat Agents, I'm giving it an, a straight S.
0: Yeah, saw that coming.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's one of those rare games that just connects with me in a way that few others have in the past. Just sucks me right in. You'd never expect that with a rhythm game, of all things. And... Yeah, those are my scores.
0: All right, Joey, you have the next theme topic for the next episode. What is it, and what are the two games that we'll be playing?
2: Yes, it is a Western expansion, and uh, we're starting out with the uh, Oregon Trail. You know, setting out first, got to be the first <laughs> one to get out there, and then we're gonna finish it off with a Red Dead revolver.
0: We should get. So. We should all get in chat. And start an organ trail at the same time with different different things.
2: Um, see who dies first.
0: Yeah, see who see who <laughs> survives. There a oh, funny funny story, and we'll finish the podcast on this. We actually booted this up at work, a, co- a colleague and I, uh, during during a break, and he was telling me a story about one of his friends growing up. Uh, beat, no, he almost he almost beat the game. He got to like the very end. Where he had no clothes, uh, no meat, no nothing. All he had, all he did, was spend all of his money on bullets and guns. <laughs> so they were, <laughs> and everyone died except the main person <laughs> at the very end.
1: <laughs> That's great. I mean,
2: the hunting part of it was my favorite part when I was a kid. So I would bring a bunch of bullets just so I could shoot everything, and then right. be like, "You have too much meat." Be like, "I don't care."
0: <laughs> I don't care. I killed everything. It was awesome. That is that is that is true western expansion at its finest. <laughs> All right. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye now.